To get the insights you need to develop an appropriate action plan and maximize your leasing performance, you need to make sure you're measuring the right metrics. Above and beyond simply calculating your current occupancy rates, we've compiled three other extremely important leasing performance metrics that you should be keeping an eye on. Stay tuned and we'll get started in just a minute. Hi everybody, my name is Chris and I want to thank you for joining us for another value-packed Tenant Cloud podcast. If you want to be a more informed, better educated and successful landlord, then stay tuned. With over a decade of property management experience, we bring you short and sweet, bite-sized pieces of incredibly valuable property management tidbits in 15 minutes or less. So there are three key metrics uh, that we wanted to talk about in this podcast. And as you know, in our podcast, we try to keep them under 15 minutes or less. We know you have a busy schedule, and so we just want to get that value out there as quickly as possible so that you can uh, continue on with your day, but also get a lot of information out that's going to help you with your rental management business. So without further ado, the number one thing for metrics that you want to pay attention to is your leasing activity. And what do I, what do I mean by that? Leasing activity has to do with uh, things like how many leads do you have coming in? How many applications have you had? Uh, how many showings, uh, how many leases have you had? And this is based on also, of course, if you have more than one or two properties. If you just have one or two properties, then this may not be as important for you. But if you're growing your portfolio, then you're definitely going to want to pay attention to this podcast and the information we have in here. But the key metric, number one key metric is your leasing activity. You want to make sure that you are keeping an eye on and monitoring Uh, the number of contacts that you have from people requesting information, the number of people from that point after that initial point of contact, how many of those turns turned into actual showings, people that you actually went and showed the rental to. You also want to pay attention to the data of how many people you scheduled an appointment for, but then they were a no call, no show, how many people didn't, didn't show up because that could indicate that there's an issue in your Uh, scheduling process and your follow-up process and your follow-through process with potential uh, applicants. The other thing you want to pay attention to is after the showings, how many of those people turn into actual applications? How many people actually go that next, that final step and put in an application? And then last but not least is how many leases do you have for a given time period? And that helps you determine how your rental properties are doing as a whole. And so it's especially helpful if you have multiple rentals, even if it's just single family home rentals in the same city, and maybe they're a couple blocks away from each other, or maybe they're on the other side of the city. It doesn't make a huge difference, but being able to monitor that that information that is coming into you um, for each of your properties helps you keep a tab on the outliers of those properties and maybe where... Maybe the curb appeal of one of your properties isn't so good. Maybe you're getting a lot of leads, for instance, at one property or at all your properties, but that one property, after the showings, you weren't getting a lot of applications on it, whereas the second property, you're getting the same number of leads, the same number of showings as the other property, but at one, you're not getting as many applications as the other. That could indicate a problem with the the property itself, maybe the location. If it's things you can't control, that's one thing, but oftentimes it has nothing to do with things that are not in your control. It usually has to do with things that are in your control. And so then you can start pinpointing things like, okay, well, is it the curb appeal? Is it colors? Is it appliances? Is it, what is it? Is it that I don't have it staged or... 
is the price too high or what you may, what, whatever it may be. It, it could be any number of things, but it helps you just having that data helps you pinpoint that information and at least gives you a starting point to start diagnosing what the exact issue is. But if you're not paying attention to those numbers and uh, it's just kind of, you're just kind of doing your thing and not really paying attention to what's going on with your rental properties, well then that could also cause problems where you're spending all this time and effort and money advertising, marketing, and then going to appointments and tours and showing people and you're just wasting all kinds of time and effort and money and that doesn't do anybody any good. So you want to make sure you're paying attention to that leasing activity. The number two thing that you want to take, make sure that you're paying attention to is the number of leads that you're getting by where they're coming from. So you want to pay attention to the source of people that are reaching out to you. Are they reaching out to you from Rentler Leads through Tenant Cloud? Are they reaching out to you through Zillow? Is it coming from apartments.com or rent.com or all these different sites? Where are your leads coming from? You want to pay attention to that information because that is going to tell you where your demographic is for that rental property. And it might actually, you might actually be surprised to find that uh, in the same city, the same town, you might have four, five, six different properties, but your leads for each property might be coming from uh, different sources, different websites, different listings, um, places. And so because different demographics tend to gravitate towards different platforms based on their age, based on their income, and so on and so forth, based on even their device that they use and the ease of use or their preference for the type of application uh, that they use for finding a new rental home. And so you want to pay attention to that because going forward, it's going to help you to identify where to put emphasis with those listings in the future for that rental property. So if, for instance, let's say you had a ton of leads come in for one of your rental properties through Rentler Leads, well, the next time that you have that property or a property in that area come available, then you may want to put more emphasis and focus on that particular platform to get people to apply and to lease it up quicker. So you want to pay attention to the source and you want to make sure that you, once you have identified it, well, then you focus on that source. And it always is good to do A-B testing. And what I mean by that is you want to test different um, platforms. You want to test different verbiage on uh, some of your listings. Um, you want to test out different verbiage when you, if you're not getting a lot of traction at all from any of the listing websites, well, change up your verbiage a little bit. Maybe switch up your photographs. Maybe the photograph, the the front and center photograph that you have, maybe that's not attracting people to click because that's the first thing that they're going to see on most listing sites is that big, huge image right there on the front. And so you want to focus on that and you want to do some A-B testing. If you're not getting a lot of results, make sure that you go ahead and switch that up. So uh, again, you want to pay attention to where your leads are coming from. And again, it could vary by property. So you want to pay attention to that and document that information. The number three key metric that you're going to want to pay attention to is your occupancy rates. And I'm not just talking about your current occupancy rate. I'm talking about looking at your occupancy as a whole. So there's a few things that you want to pay attention to. One you want to pay attention to is what future move-ins do you have? What units do you have that have expiring leases that have not committed to either giving you a notice to vacate or committed to renewing? And three, which units are on notice? They've already told you that they're not going to be renewing at the end of their lease. And you want to get those commitments as early as possible. Um, at a bunch of rental properties that I worked at for several years, one of our primary 
uh, focuses was getting those commitments very early on. In fact, sometimes we would start as far as 9, 10, even 11 months in advance. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you're in a area that has a lot of demand for rentals and the rental market is a hot market, you really can command that. And it's all about the sense of urgency that you create in that process. If you just send out an offer and just say, hey, we just want to know if you're interested in renewing 10 months from now, well, that's not probably going to work because the way that you've framed that, the way that you have uh, positioned your offer is not one that creates a sense of urgency or a fear of loss or any of those things. And if you want to learn more about those impulse factors, you can check out one of our previous podcasts from a few weeks ago where we talked about these impulse factors and how to create this sense of urgency, this fear of loss um, and the Jones effect and all that good stuff. So be sure to check out that podcast. But when you are, you do want to get these commitments early and you want, you do want to create that sense of urgency. So instead of saying something like, Hey, your lease is ending in 10 months. Are you interested in renewing? You could say things like, Hey, uh, our market is a really hot rental market. And we, we generally get interest in these rentals very early on. And, um, we've already had some interest in this rental for six, seven, eight months down the road. So we're just giving you a heads up. Um, just want to let you know that uh, we're probably going to have some inquiries early on for your rental. So uh, we're giving you a 30, 60, 90 day heads up notice that, hey, um, just think, be thinking about if you really enjoy staying here, if you like the place, you've had a good move in experience, if uh, you guys are going to be interested in uh, renewing your lease and let us know if you have any questions, we're happy to help. And you just leave it at that. And then 30 days later, no big deal. You sent out another reminder says, hey, we sent you out a letter a little while back, about 30 days ago, just letting you know, giving you a heads up that the rental market's hot and that we're probably going to be getting a lot of inquiries on this rental early on. Uh, so just letting you know, we're about 30, 60 days out from that time frame. So uh, just let us know if you're interested in renewing and we'll be happy to get that set up for you. Oh, and by the way, we're going to offer you an early renewal offer of a $50 increase instead of 100 because... Uh, the rental market's hot and the rental uh, market, this rental market's already gone up by $100. Or it could be something else. It could be even a, not even that. It could be something like a gift card or some other type of incentive, maybe a 32-inch flat screen TV or something. Uh, if you guys are interested in renewing, we'd love to help you get it out of the way. Lock that rate in. Uh, it's only a $25 a month increase or a 15 or whatever it is. And if you renew early, you'll go ahead and you'll get the TV. The offer is good through the end of the month. Just let us know. And so now you're creating this sense of urgency. Now you're creating this fear of loss of, well, now I can also get a benefit out of this thing, not just renewing and locking in my rate and it's a low increase or I'm getting the same rate if I renew today, but now I'm also getting some type of an incentive, but it's only good through the end of the month. And if I don't take advantage of it, that's gone. And so... You create this sense of urgency, you create, you use these impulse factors and you really, it's how you frame it and it's how you present your offer to your tenants. And again, you have to make sure that you're not violating anything like any fair housing laws or anything like that. And if you're not in a hot rental market, then you can come up with a different strategy, but you, you get what I'm saying. You get the, the point that is being made here is that you want to make sure that the way that you're presenting it, the way that you're marketing it is in such a way that it does create a sense of urgency, that it creates some type of incentive, a fear of loss for people to take advantage of that early renewal. And you want to get that commitment early on because that's really going to help you maintain high occupancy rates in 
both the short term and the long term. And it helps you as a landlord prepare for the future for your rental and not have to be playing catch up or uh, just kind of having to wait until they give you their notice 30 days before they move out and scrambling to try to get a renter in place for it. So um, and then if you you are in an area that is in high in demand, you also want to start marketing it well in advance. You could even start marketing it 120, 100, uh, 150, 160, 180 days out prior to the current lease ending, especially if you've already got that commitment. And at 120 days out, you could even let your uh, tenant know, again, uh, another way to create a sense of urgency is, hey, you haven't given us a, any commitment if you're going to be renewing your lease or not. And I uh, just wanted to let you know that we are starting to accept people who are inquiring about this rental property uh, because like we said, it's a hot market. And if we do have somebody who wants to put in an application, uh, we'll try to give you the first right to refusal so that you can renew again because we'd love to have you stay, but we can't guarantee that. Uh, we'll try to reach out to you once, um, but we can't guarantee that uh, we'll be able to reach you if somebody applies for the rental. And once we have an application, unfortunately, we won't be able to renew your lease. Uh, we'll have to issue you a uh, notice to vacate for the end of your lease or whatever it is in your area, whatever the terms are. And so again, you're creating that sense of urgency and that fear of loss of, okay, well now I'm potentially going to be losing my rental if I don't renew. What if they tour with somebody and I'm out camping in the middle of the nowhere and don't have my cell phone, don't have access to the internet and they try to reach me and uh, offer me a renewal and I don't respond and then they accept an application and now I'm just out of luck completely and I'm out of a rental. And so um, it's again, it's how you create that sense of urgency. It's how you frame that offer. And so the entire goal is to help you as a landlord um, to be able to, to plan your uh, your occupancy, your rentals early on, your leasing early on, really be able to take a firm grasp of that process and not be playing catch up or constantly having to be in the moment of um, somebody giving you a notice to vacate and then you have to scramble to get a new renter in place 30, 60 days and then risk having your unit sit vacant and then you lose that rental income. The entire goal is to keep it occupied 365 days out of the year. And so that's just one of the ways that you can do that to kind of help you uh, maintain that high occupancy all year long, no matter who, if it's the current tenant or a new tenant. Um, but you also want to pay attention to future move-ins. You want to pay attention to units with expiring leases. You want to keep tabs on that. And you want to incorporate all that into this process of creating a sense of urgency, creating fear of loss, creating this system that allows you to uh, maintain high occupancy. And you want to keep at least, depending on how many uh, rental units you have, our goal at our rental properties was always 98% occupancy at all times. Uh, that didn't matter if I was managing uh, rental properties that uh, had 700 units or if it was 1,000 units or if it was 200 units. Uh, it It's never really mattered. The goal has always been 98% occupancy. Obviously, if you own or manage less uh, units, then you want to maintain an even higher occupancy because you don't want to lose any of that rental income. So if you only have 10 properties, you don't even want 98%, you want 100% at all times. And so there's little room for error in that process. And so the things that I just shared with you about uh, keeping tabs on future move-ins and expiring leases and units that are on notice or people who haven't committed and kind of expediting that process and speeding that process up and even getting well ahead of that process to control it better, I highly recommend uh, doing those things. 
So as always, thanks for taking time for uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, hopefully you guys have find, found value in the podcast. And if so, feel free to share this with any friends, colleagues, or family members. And also remember, you can check out a lot of this content on tenantcloud.com forward slash blog. And you can also listen to this podcast anywhere. You may be listening to it on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all the major platforms. So whichever one you prefer to listen to podcasts on, you'll find us there. And again, thanks for listening. And we'll look forward to talking with you next time.